This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Falcons, what are they doing? Arthur Smith has his draft picks. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. He doesn't seem to want to use any of them. What's going on in Atlanta? Ah, oh, in Iowa wants to know. Definitely Broke down as Giants and Devin excited. Yeah, your Falcons right. not that far behind out of the well, junkyard. Well, well, hold on now. We still contending for the division. Hey, now, let me say are, this. Are you really? Let, yes, we are. <laughs> no, We're one really. game behind. One game behind. Eight sacks came upon his body. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm just merely Freddie Coleman. We're so juvenile, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. You get a chance in 10 minutes to share part of safe space. It could be sports-related, you-related, whatever-related. You get a chance to speak on it, and no judgment is going to be thrown at you. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Be a part of Safe Space in about 10 minutes. Share whatever's on your mind. Make it a catharsis for you, and we will just get out of the way and let you have at it at 888-729-3776. Real quick, our man Laverne in Chicago. I remember we used to talk to him a lot when I filled in on the morning show earlier this year during the summer. He's one of my favorite people. He has something to say at 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper calling line. Big L, what you got, my friend? Hey, buddy. Uh, on my Ricardo Maldobon uh, except the fine Corinthian leather of the Cordoba. <laughs> believe, believe it or not, guys, I've been in the car business 40-plus years. I've sold a few Cordobas and traded for a few. Wow. He's old school. Dear to my heart when it comes to that with the Cordoba. He even had the Ricardo Montalban accent as far as that goes. That was tremendous. See, that's why Laverne in Chicago is one of my favorite, favorite people. Like we mentioned, he shared the safe space by the Cordoba. And being a Cordoba salesman, you can share your safe space and anything you want that comes your way in about 10 minutes at 888-729-3776. We're calling, we called last weekend in the NFL Statement Sunday. And a lot of teams made statements, good and bad, depending on where they are, where they wanted to be. This week in the NFL, Harry, I think it's a little put-up-or-shut-up weekend. And we've really circled four particular games when it comes to the Browns versus the Ravens, Texans versus the Bengals, 49ers of the Jaguars, and Lions versus the Chargers. So I'll start with you before mm-hmm. I chime in. We'll start with the Browns versus the Ravens. In a put-up-or-shut-up game part of that weekend, who needs to put up or shut up in that game? Cleveland Browns. Easy there. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens because not saying they have to constantly put up or shut up, but if you're the Baltimore Ravens and you're acknowledged right now that you are the best team in the NFL, a lot of people feel that that is your, that's you right now in the National Football League. You put up or shut up, you got a division game, you put it on this team the last time you played up in Cleveland. This is a chance that we look at Cleveland and say, you have no chance of winning this division. You have no chance of competing in this division. We can't wait. Like we put it on you the first time in your building 24 to 3. We're going to do the same thing. I think the Ravens, are you going to be <laughs> okay? What they yeah. did? I'm trying to clear my throat. I know. There. He's straight to the point. I, I, he really did. Uh, I just want to make sure you're okay over there, man. Yeah, I, I think I'm good now. Now, let me let me you get sure? back to okay. It's the Cleveland Browns for me uh, because that first matchup, right, I was able to call that game with Steve Levy, was right there in attendance, and I actually seen the Baltimore Ravens bully the Cleveland Browns just like I seen them do the Detroit Lions, just like I seen them do the Seattle Seahawks. 
And I also think when you look at the, the, the Baltimore Ravens, we understand the MO of this football team. And it hasn't changed since the 2000s, right? We understand the standard and what's the culture with the Baltimore Ravens. The Cleveland Browns, they're still trying to develop that culture and, and, and get people to understand what they're all about. Deshaun Watson just came back last week. Uh, his connection with, you know, Amari Cooper was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But now versus that defense of the Baltimore Ravens, can you have a stellar performance? Right? He didn't play in that first matchup. Remember, it was Dorian Thompson-Robinson because he was out with an injury. Mm-hmm. I want to see can Deshaun Watson and company give the Baltimore Ravens everything that they can handle. Pause. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we disagree. I think it's put up a shut-up for the Baltimore Ravens. You believe it's put up a shut-up for the Cleveland Browns in that game that will take place in Baltimore. Houston Texans at the Cincinnati Bengals. Who needs to put up a shut-up? I'm going with the Houston Texans. Okay. Right, I think they're already ahead of schedule and and what they've been able to display up until this point. But why not let people know that you're for real right now? Mm-hmm. Why do you got to wait to 2024? Nothing's not guaranteed. We've seen the New York Giants make the playoffs in 2022. They've been dog poop this year, <laughs> Deb. And, <laughs> and they're not the same team as they were a year ago, right? So why wait to 2024 when you can showcase everything right now in 2023? If I'm C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. if I'm Will Anderson Jr., if I'm D'Amico Ryans, I'm saying to myself, hey, everybody's looking at the Cincinnati Bengals like, hey, this is the team. They're back. You, should, you shouldn't have counted them out. Why, why can't we go and beat them and let everybody know that we're for real? I'm with you on that one because if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you've been there. You understand how to win games like this. This is the first time that this Houston Texans team under D'Amico Ryans and their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, are in a position. People looking at them, hmm, man, the Texans are 4-4. Four four. C.J. Stroud, they're what? Oh, my goodness. You know, all of a sudden now, now you got a little bit more of that light shining on you. You got a little bit more eyeballs paying attention to see, man, I thought that team was going to stink to the 25th power. And here they are at 500 at 4-4 four four, about to play that massive game into the jungle against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm with you. That's definitely a put-up-and-shut-up when it comes to the Houston Texans. Part of put-up-and-shut-up, that's what they call the NFL weekend. That's what we're calling this weekend of Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas trying to survive. I'm Freddie Coleman. We've all talked about Browns and Ravens. Put-up-shut-up in the NFL weekend. I'm taking the Ravens. Harry's taking the Browns. We both agree it's put-up-and-shut-up time for the Houston Texans on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who has to put up or shut up? I'm going with the home team, Jacksonville. We understand what the 49ers have been able to do the last four or five years. Jacksonville, you're trying to become that. You're trying to get to that level. You have the right head coach. You have the right uh, quarterback. You've won five games in a row. Let everyone across the National Football League, let fans know that, hey, we're for real. And make the San Francisco 49ers have their fourth loss in a row. So I'm going with Jacksonville. Okay. I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers because that three-game losing streak. I want to see what I saw the first five weeks of the season where Purdy, Brock Purdy, was doing his thing. That's my boy, Blue! Exactly. Now, Debo Samuel, they're hoping to get him back, and you can tell exactly what he means to that offense. When he's not there, the effect is magnified. When he is there, everybody feels better. But I want to see those bloodthirsty pirates on defense that I did not see the last three weeks where they got pushed around by Minnesota and Kirk Cousins dominated them. They got pushed around by the Cleveland Browns, even though that was a tight ball game. The Browns were able to run the ball effectively. And then Cincinnati, they just looked at them and they just moved them all over the place. They dragged them up and down Levi Stadium the way they did offensively. I want to see with that defense, when those bloodthirsty pirates, I want to see if that team is going to show up and be the team 
that I saw the first five weeks of the season. If you're the 49ers, you lose four in a row. You don't have to worry about people looking at you saying, hmm, you may be saying that in that organization, in that locker room, inside that team, and you can't find a way to get that win after having the bye week. Last but not least, Lions of the Los Angeles Chargers. Who has to put up or shut up in that game, Harry? Chargers. Chargers. This isn't the Jets you're playing in that <laughs> offense. This is a physical football team that's going to impose their will from start to finish. Also, I look at the Chargers in their, in their standings right now when it comes to the playoff picture. I know it's uh, uh, we're far out from that, but they're 10th right now. I think every win matters yeah. for the Los Angeles Chargers at this moment. Also, their head coach, Brandon Staley, yeah. if he wants an opportunity to have that job next year. It can get late early if you're not careful in yep. the National Football League because all of a sudden you think you got plenty of time, then you blink your eyes, you look up, and you realize, oh, my goodness, we got the last quarter of the season. You got to have more of that sense of urgency if you're a team that right now is on the outside looking in or a team barely holding on to any kind of playoff spot in the National Football League, no matter what conference that is. Always weighing on Twitter. We'd love to see you have to say you can do that at Coleman ESPN. That's my handle. Harry's handle, HDouglas83. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Each and every week, we just get out the way. We stay out the way and let you have the space that you deserve to speak on it. This is your safe space, your sports therapy, your chance to get it off your chest. Safe Space with Freddie and Harry. No judgment, not necessary. It is about you, you, Y-O-U. Safe Space is here for you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can make it sports-related. You can make it lifestyle-related. You can make it in terms of, man, I need this to have to happen in my life. Whatever you got, we want to hear it, and we will not get in the way of your safe space at 888-729-3776. Glenn in Illinois, kickoff safe space. Yes. Can we please get off the Travis and Taylor Express? Leave them alone. Let's play some football. (laughs) He said express. (laughs) Not local. (laughs) Not the freight train. He basically said... You know what? This is not making any stops when it comes to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. But I think she's she's back on tour now, right? So it's it's going to be a while, I think, before we see that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if if playoff football comes around, oh, will her tour be, be over? Whether the tour is over or not, she's going to be there. She's going to see her boo-boo. Yes, exactly. And, he, yeah. and her boo wants her there to see her. That's right. Her. Sure do. Mm-hmm. And even, even Patrick Mahomes' wife, they're like BFS now. When it comes to those two <laughs> making up dances in the stands and, and laughing and carrying on, believe me. My man say he tired of it. Football. Yeah, not, not just tired of it. He, he wants that express train to just stop. <laughs> Let him off. He has had enough. Darren in Chicago, it's your turn on space, safe space. What do you have? Okay, you guys need to use the same path of pay for this. Question that you asked earlier about the last half of the season. When... Are the McCaskies will stop clowning and sell the Chicago Bears. Everything they've done in the last, I don't know, century since 1985 has not worked. Trubisky, Cutler, they got Justin Fields beat up. You paid, uh, what you call, $100 million to come over here. You know, Khalil Mack, what did he do? Spent the money. So, I mean, come on. 
Now you got five different uh, places that want you to build a stadium, and you put a spaceship on top of the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He had a laundry list. This is a very, very important draft Mm -hmm. for the Chicago Bears because they're probably going to get the number one overall pick. Uh, they also would have their pick. That number one overall pick will probably come from Carolina. It's not probably will come from Carolina because of the trade Absolutely. this past year. So they have some valuable options within probably the first five picks of the NFL draft. Who they who would they take mm-hmm. is to be seen. Also, second, third round picks have to be utilized. Very valuable. Yeah, Ryan Poles. Do valuable. Not, yeah, no, no valuable. You <laughs> valuable. had it right the first yeah, time. Yeah, there we go. Ryan Poles be valuable. Do not mess this up. If you're a Bears general, if you're the Bears general manager, you cannot mess this up. Anybody you draft in the first three rounds better be home run picks to get this going in the right direction to keep this thing from going south. You can ill afford to mess this up when you got that kind of high capital that you'll be able to draft in the NFL draft when it comes to 2024. Jordan in Georgia, what you got for the safe space? Hey guys, happy Friday to you both. Hey, I spent the last 10 years as a displaced 49ers fan living in North Carolina, Florida, Florida, and Georgia. And I got to tell you guys, I cannot watch another NFC South game on TV. It is unbearable. I don't know what Arthur Smith is doing in Atlanta, but that man refuses to give the ball to his playmakers. Carolina is absolutely unwatchable. Tampa Bay is quickly turning into a wreck. And the Saints are perhaps the most boring team in the NFL. And I just got to say, unless you live in New Orleans, Charlotte, Atlanta, or uh, Tampa Bay, you should not be subject to those games because it is just a inhumane form of torture. Now, Jordan, That's Jordan, really quick. Jordan, really quick before you hang up. Do you know what day of the week it yeah. is? Oh, it's Friday for me. I just started my vacation. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm losing it, man. I'm losing it. I'm used to driving home on Fridays. I got off early this week on a Wednesday to spend some time with my wife, so I'm already at the Well, we was confused up. for a second. You know, but you know what? Jordan was confused. Hey, it's Friday for me. Party, party. I don't care. I don't care if the calendar says Wednesday. It's Friday for Jordan and the Mrs. Jordan as far as that goes. But man, the NFC South has not been the kind of division we thought we were going to see ah, this year. We on the rise. You mean the 2024? Are you, about the Louisville, are, you talking, are you talking about the your Louisville Cardinals, the school you graduated Hey, my from? cards play tomorrow, baby. ESPN. Hey, playing Virginia 2-7. and seven, if they, I know conference games are tough, but they, they got to take it out. They Don't worry. Out Unsportsmanlike, I'll be here in the morning at 7-15. So me and Canty, are you gonna, Chris Canty, yeah, can get at it. That's what you're going to be in the same room with him, right? Yeah. Now, you remember, he's 6-8, about 3-15. And? Okay. I just want to make sure you understand that you say the wrong <laughs> thing. He put his hands on you. We're going to lose you. Nah, I didn't give a lot of big guys some sky miles. A lot of flight time over my years. Pause. <laughs> Let me stop. Pause. Stop. Canty, that's my boy. That's yeah, my boy. Yeah, yeah, you better say that now. <laughs> that's my guy. That's my guy no, for real. Chris Canty is our guy. So is Evan as well as when it comes to Michelle Smallman. They do a great job with Unsportsmanlike in the morning, 6, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio. Brandon in Tennessee, welcome to the safe space at 888-729-3776 on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Brandon, hit it. Happy hump day, fellas. There you go. Harry, appreciate your contributions as a Tennessee Titan, my man. As a diehard Titans fan, I just got to give a little bit of love to Ryan Tannehill for his contributions over the last five or so seasons with us. 
Uh, he did some great things, um, but also very, very pleased with Will Levis. Very excited to see what this young man can do. I think it was time to turn the page, but I felt it was very appropriate to give Ryan some love, say thank you, except for that Bengals playoff loss. And, um, yeah, man, let's go Will Levis and see what this kid's got. Yeah, I, I like what I've seen so far from Will Levis. Me too. Not just the arm strength, just the way that he can command the huddle, the way he can command that offense. And I'm glad that our man gave Ryan Tannehill some love because, yeah, he was never going to be appreciated in Tennessee. And I get it. Didn't get a team to the Super Bowl. Had the number one seed that year. He throws three interceptions, although, to be honest with you, two of those balls should have been caught that went off receivers' hands into Bengals' defenders' hands. But Ryan Tannehill, he was more than an average quarterback. At times, he played above average for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I, th- I think he represented the organization very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he made some plays when the plays needed to be made. But, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of people that don't give him his credit. So I, I appreciate Brandon calling in and giving Ryan Tannehill his flowers. Yeah, salute to you, Brandon. Well done by you. Tori in Florida, what you got for the safe space, my friend? All right, man. Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna start this off by asking you guys a question, all right? I play a lot of fantasy football. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Who, in your opinion, is the most disappointing receiver in, in football this year right now? Ooh, Harry, go first on that one. That's For me, yeah. I, I, I'm i not going to say majorly disappointed, but I've been disappointed with D, D, DK Metcalf. Okay. okay. And, and, yeah. and I think part of that is, you know, his frustration on the football field, and it comes out in the wrong ways Okay, for me, times. For me, it's been Odell Beckham Jr., the Baltimore Ravens. I thought he'd be a lot better than what we've seen so far for the Ravens. Continue, Tori. Look, here's, here's what I'm working with, man. I drafted Devontae Adams. Garrett Wilson, mm. DK Metcalf. Mm. Okay, I am going through it, fellas. The Raiders <laughs> cannot figure it out. Zach Wilson couldn't hit himself in the face if he tried, and I got DK Metcalf crying every Sunday trying to fight twenty yards downfield when the play is over. It's driving me nuts. I got to get it out there. I need these quarterbacks to get it together, and that's all I got. Well, look at this way. At least with the Raiders quarterback now, Aiden O'Connell, you got a better chance than Devontae Adams. Yep. Can't tell you anything about Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson. Well, I, w- I would say this about DK Metcalf. They, they're playing to watch the Commanders, by the way. Mm. I'm on the call. There you go. You and Steve Levy again? No. My, Roxy uh, Bernstein. Yeah. Me and Roxy's nice. on the call out there uh, in Seattle. Um, going against the secondary of the Washington Commanders, this is a game that I feel like DK Metcalf can really impose his will. You look at a guy like A.J. Brown who had his way twice Absolutely. with his secondary. He's a bigger body, tight wide receiver, strong, physical, should really impose his will over the, over the Washington commander's secondary. I'll be looking for that. Yeah, by the way, that game, what, 4 o'clock Eastern time or 1 o'clock Eastern time on, on Sunday? No, it's 4.25. Yep, yep, one four, of those times. Yeah, 4.25. Harry Douglas and, and Roxy Bernstein on the call for the Washington commanders and the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, 4.25 this Sunday on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Adam in Illinois, it is your turn in the safe space. Adam, what you got, my friend? Yeah, guys, I got an unpopular opinion. I mean, I've just been a Bears fan my entire life. And, uh, you know, I've been through the quarterback carousel. Jay Cutler, I was a huge fan. I mean, obviously, you know, when I went up Justin Fields, I'm not sold on going out and getting Caleb Williams. I mean, I look back at the past 20 years of Heisman Trophy winners, and I can only think of about one that I'd want to build a a franchise around, and that's Joe Burrow. So 
I, you know, I just there's a reason that you know I don't give my 11 year old my keys to my car. I think you know <laughs> the coaching the coaching staff is going to just wreck that thing. I think we need to start with coaches and, and, and hold on to Justin Fields. No, you also got to look at you know Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence, his his first season was terrible. And I thought that had a lot to do with his surroundings and the Absolutely. coach that he had in Urban Meyer. No question. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence has been phenomenal since then, since Doug Peterson has you know, come, come, come within that organization and became the head coach and really took Trevor Lawrence under his wings. Um, when it comes to Caleb Williams, I think it's all preference, right? When whoever's deciding to draft him, whoever's in that spot. Like if you're a team, there are going to be teams that have Caleb Williams, number one. There are going to be teams that have Drake May, Number one, right. it might be a team that doesn't have either one of those guys, number one. True. So I think it's all about your preference as an organization. And I think if you're Chicago, if you don't go the quarterback route, mm-hmm. you uh-huh. can possibly get Brock Bowers. You could possibly get Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. if you want to. Yeah. And really surround Justin Fields uh, with, with, with valuable talent. Caleb Williams will realize, because I believe he's smart enough to understand this, that a lot of off-schedule plays and those whirling dervish plays, you can get away with that in college in the National Football League. College football is Mach 1. The NFL is Mach 10. Things happen like that in the National Football League. Sure and a lot of off-scripted plays that we see Patrick Mahomes, and he's able to do that. You don't realize how hard that is. It's not something that you practice, but you have to have that ability to do that. Doing that in the college game is one thing. In the NFL game, Caleb Williams will learn very, very quickly. When you have to do that, you can. Don't look to do it all the time just to make that spectacular play. Sometimes the best play is a simple play to keep things going for your football team. True. <laughs> Last but not least, Andrew in Virginia in the safe space on this Wednesday, my friend. Hey, how are you guys? Uh, really appreciate everything I'll do. The show is awesome. Uh, always listening to y'all when I'm on the road. I saw technology in the mid-Atlantic. But uh, speaking of the Commanders, man, it's been 25 years almost of medioc- mediocrity. You know, So I really hope that we take the steps that we need, new ownership, new culture. Uh, we've had talent for years, but it really just hasn't gotten us where we needed to be. So uh, we uh, make the changes that we need and try to take something that we can in the NFC East. Thanks, y'all. By the way, I think they got the quarterback in Sam Howell. He's a guy that people rally around. He can make some throws. He can make some plays with his legs. But I wonder about the coaching staff when it comes to Ron Rivera. Oh, they, they won't be there. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. There's my answer. Carry on. They, they won't be there. And I, th- I think when it comes to Sam Howell also, because he is the most set guy in the National Football League, you got to continue to revamp that offensive line. Like, they signed mm-hmm. Andrew Wiley, who was with, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs and Eric Bieniemy out there um, in that division before he came over to the commanders. I think you continuously work on that offensive line because you have the skill position players. And I think now, I think we also seen the writing on the wall when this team got rid of Montez Sweat, when they got rid of, Mm -hmm. um, God, I can't think of his name, just went to the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, um, not on. I got on. Defense in. Yeah, not Hargraves. Chase Young. There we go. And a baby Shannon. Appreciate you, boss. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think the writing's on the wall that this team is in a little revamp and try to figure out who they're going to be moving forward as well after sure. this season. Okay. Yeah. We'll see with Washington, but right now it seems like Riverboat Ron may be unemployed Ron Rivera when it's all said and done, unless they complete turn it around and get into the playoffs. Great stuff from Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. We got two basketball stories tonight you should be paying attention to. One, when it comes to Victor Wimbiyama and his NBA career is really about to begin. Two involving this guy. Ready to lock him up. Um, shooting the ball well, even playing well, so I'm just 
tired. Uh, make him get into that, you know, fourth quarter early. That guy's Dylan Brooks at Houston Rockets. Who was he talking about that he was going to lock up? Keep it here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. She's got that foe for foe. Foe for foe. Yeah. It is the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. You got Harry Douglas doing his thing over there singing. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80. And I always tell you, smart speaker, to have that foe by foe and play ESPN Radio. Loving <laughs> inside them. Mm, let's stop right there. Yeah, yeah. I call him Miss Windy. Oh, yeah. Well, tonight you can call him Mr. Wimby, making his MSG debut. Victor Wimby Yama, the San Antonio Spurs, having a chance, in my opinion, tonight. That game's at 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN and the ESPN. Now they'll have the City Edition New Jersey's by the Knicks and the City Edition court because it's part of the in-season tournament regarding the NBA. To me, his NBA career really begins tonight. On that stage, Madison Square Garden, national television, you know there are going to be plenty of celebrities that have been to Knicks games or that have not been to Knicks games in a minute that want to see what this fuss is all about from a man that's averaging over 19 points a game, over eight rebounds, close to three blocks, and over and close to two steals. It's going to be really cool that even though it's not an in-season tournament game, that the court is going to be decorated and people are going to be decorated in the stands to see Victor Wimbiyama making his New York City debut against the Knicks. Yeah, that arena, Madison Square Garden, we're talking about the Mecca and then you look at the hype of Wimbyama when he came into the league, being compared to LeBron James and has the, uh, an opportunity to, be, to become the best prospect that ever came into the National Basketball Association. Now, I can't give that to him right now mm-hmm. because I am the class of 2003 high school-wise. That's the same class LeBron James came, came out of. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what that looked like every single day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, But Wimbyama, man, his skill set, Freddie, the ability to play with his back to the basket – 
you know, facing the basket, shoot the trifecta, get to the free throw line, shoot a hell of a percentage, right. block shots on the defensive end, be able to have the 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 basketball cerebralness to be able to pass it at an all time high. These skills, uh, watching Pete Maravich and how he dribbled the basketball right. and being able to learn those things at that size is remarkable. And this young man can really, really do some damage in the NBA. Uh, I think he's just getting started. Obviously, he's just getting started. But tonight, like you mentioned, you have a stellar performance at Ma- at Madison Square Garden like we've seen Kobe Bryant have, like yeah. we've seen Michael Jordan have, like we've seen all these great players have in their careers then you're still going to be trending in, I won't say the right direction, but the great direction Yeah, especially as a player. No doubt about that. And he's in the perfect city for somebody with his star that can – you can't be anonymous when you're 7374. I'm, I'm sure if he's walking down the street of San Antonio, go, hey, that's got to be Victor Wimbiyama. Nobody's that tall in that city. But the kind of culture and organization and how they're really vested in their basketball team in San Antonio, that when you're winning, you don't even have to drive to work. They'll do that for you. Definitely. You don't have to worry about buying drinks or food. or any, They'll take care of that for you. He could not have picked a better organizational structure to play and then go and play in big cities like New York, like Chicago, like Los Angeles, where you know that you're going to get everybody's attention. And so far, so good. He has had the game to back that up when it comes to Victor Wimbiyama, what he's seen so far, what we've seen so far for him with the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, and I, I just think it's a blessing to the San Antonio Spurs and their organization, but also Wimbiyama to be able to go to that organization, understanding what they've meant to players internationally, coming yeah. over and being able to have success, mm-hmm. right? You look at Manu Ginobili, you look at Boris Diaw, you look at Tony, uh, Parker. Tony Parker. A lot of these guys were able to have that success because of a guy like a guy like Popovich understanding them through and through, right, and their skill set and putting those guys in positions to be successful, but not only as individuals, but figuring things out on their own team-wise. Mm-hmm. There are times where Pop would call timeout, hey, what I need to talk for, you guys figure it out, right? That's the ultimate leader, and we all know Greg Popovich and how he stands up for not just his players, but for the right thing, period, when it comes to this world, so I, I don't think Wimbayama could have had a better coach to start his career off than being in San Antonio with Greg Popovich. And also, you know, Wimbayama gave Popovich a little bit more life too, right? You're Absolutely. excited. You get to deal with this player. That's a good point. You know what it could be. So I think it's it's it's, it's great riddance on both sides. And Victor Wimbayama has shown you cannot try to punk him and think you're going to get away with it. Dennis Schroeder was trying to be nice. They collide. They fall to the ground. He stuck out his hand when they played on Monday. And Victor Wimbayama looked at him and got up on his own. Shorter said, I'm just trying to help, bro. And Victor Wimbiyama said, I don't need your help. I'm good. When you got a guy like that that understands exactly what can be tried on him, he let it be known that night. And for the message for everybody else, he is not the one when it comes to Victor Wimbiyama and all that attention he's going to get on the basketball court. Alpha male, but I think it's important, too, that early in his career he sets that tone. Absolutely, yeah. We've seen that Mm -hmm. mindset from Kobe Bryant. We've seen that mindset – from Michael Jordan, right? Set that tone early on, especially when you're talking about being a generational talent. You have to set that tone. No, it's not no kiki, ha-ha, all this <laughs> high-five, and no, bro, you're not on my yeah. team. Yeah. We can do that after the game. Yeah. But before the game, man, I'm trying to go at your head. I yeah. don't need you to help me up. I have my own teammates for that. Yeah, he put the Missy Elliott on him. He hit him with the hee-hee-hee-ha, hee-hee-hee-ha-ha <laughs> when Dennis sort of thought he was going to try to be nice and get away with that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You mentioned LeBron James. And he's about to have another encounter with Dylan Brooks, now Uh-oh. with the Houston Rockets, 
no longer the Memphis Grizzlies. The last time we left out two heroes was in a playoff series involving Memphis and the Los Angeles Lakers. And Dylan Brooks, like the rest of his now ex-teammates in Memphis, they were M-A-T-E. Mouth almighty, tongues everlasting. They would not shut up, could not shut up until they lost that series, and then they'd take their butt whooping and go about their business. And the Memphis Grizzlies had enough of that from Dylan Brooks, especially the cheap shot that he gave LeBron James as a part of that series. Well, they're going to play each other again tonight. And Dylan Brooks being Dylan Brooks, once again, he became Villain Brooks. Ready to lock him up. Um, been shooting the ball well, even playing well, so I'm just there too. Uh, make him tired, uh, make him get into that you know fourth quarter early. Now, LeBron James, being LeBron James, because he knows when you're a lion, you don't lay down with sheep. This is what he had to say about what Dylan Brooks said, and I quote, I think every player that is awarded with a contract is awarded for a reason, and they're worthy of the contract that they get. So I think in his case, he was worthy of the contract he got. He's put in the work since he came out of, the, or out of Oregon, and that's what Houston found value in, and he's here. So, no, I think it has nothing to do with that, end quote. <laughs> now, if that was me, I said, yo, I'm going to bust your behind when I see you. Hey, LeBron look, James like, look, he a, didn't lion, take the bait. Right, a lion does not lay down with sheep. No, he didn't take the bait, and, and, and nor should LeBron James, right? You, you know who you are. You know what you're capable of. But I would say this about this Rockets team. I'm not going to sit here and just say, hey, this is an uh, a easy win for the Lakers. They have four players right now, I would say, mm-hmm. well, five. Two averaging over 18 points, two averaging over 16 points, one averaging over 14 points. Dylan Brooks has played well this season. He has. He played well in the FIBA World Championships for Canada. You know why? Because he was running his mouth and nobody heard him because nobody cared. Now he's back in the NBA. And I understand that he knows that it's going to be talked about. And Dylan Brooks said, hey, I don't mind talking. I'm going to be mouth almighty, tongue everlasting. I'm good with it. I feel I can back it up. But he was a lot kinder this time around. He's, I'm going to lock him up, but, you know, he's playing well. He's shooting at Jay. <laughs> he's been doing his thing. But I'm going to lock him up. He knows that the last time he said he went beyond the penalty, I don't mind poking the bear, and the bear bit his head off. He wants to make sure that he's going to be the bear and not be in the prey in this situation tonight. Yeah, don't rub LeBron the wrong way. We know the physical Pause. specimen that he is. <laughs> oh, boy, how I missed that one. <laughs> Siri, God, God you forgive the, me. You let that fly without even that. Like, wait a minute. Harry must not be feeling well today if he let says fly, stuff huh? like that. And then and didn't pause himself as far as that goes. <laughs> <laughs> EJ in San Antonio wants to win in a Dr. Pepper call line by Victor Wimbiana making his NBA debut at Madison Square Garden at 888-729-3776. EJ, what you got, my friend? Oh, man, I'm honored to join the conversation, Freddie. Thanks. But, man, I'm sitting here in San Antonio, and we got one of the biggest problems. We got a seven foot three, seven foot four problem that – you know, we, he's playing with a team. It's like walking to a pickup gym, and you you run with a team that knows each other. But every time they run down the court, they pass it to their teammates, other than the one that that they don't know. And this guy <laughs> has all the tangibles, as y'all mentioned. But you know, when it comes down to it, this guy sitting here playing great defense, runs down the court, and they miss him like he's invisible. It's like the dude is in the middle. He's running the paint, and y'all take a contested shot, and so. I'm just trying to get him more involved, and hopefully they can let this man ball out and be the man that he's he worked to be. We've never seen anybody come in here with the skill set that he's already displayed. They've all needed work. So, EJ, I would tell you, don't be worried. 
they won't be there long. <laughs> Trust me, because that roster going that roster going to turn over in the next few years. That's might fantastic. start next year. You know what I mean? But they, because think about the free agents that's going to want to come and play with Victor Wembanyama. Yep. He's going to attract a lot of people, right? That's Draft true, wise, you're going to build around that talent. It's okay. They don't have to pass on the ball now. We're gonna get his ass out of here, coach. You know what I mean? We're gonna figure out how we can move him. That was two minutes. Don't worry, EJ. They don't won't worry. be there long. They won't be there long. <laughs> He'll be there. Hey. They'll be visiting. You don't want to throw it to our best player? No problem. Keep it up. <laughs> Trade deadline coming up February. <laughs> oh, good Lord. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. And we always, always are proud to recognize that as Veterans Week here at ESPN, as someone who is the nephew of a veteran who served in Vietnam, I love the fact that we honor all military personnel who are actively serving, veterans who have served like my Uncle Tommy Lee Beaton, and those who made the ultimate sacrifice. We also want to make sure that military personnel and military spouses everywhere are aware of ESPN's continued support of Disabled American Veterans Career Fairs, which connect veterans and spouses with employers nationwide who are committed to hiring them. To learn more, visit DAV.org. That is DAV.org. More Freddie and Harry next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Just like candy. Yeah. It is the Wednesday Groove with Unknown as Freddie and Harry. Got my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell yeah. you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We, I had a basketball team I played with when I was in college, like an intramural team. This was our, our layup song. Candy by Candy Hill. This is our layup song. Because you know the little young ladies in the stands probably watching y'all lay that thing up. I will confirm nor deny. (laughs) Just like candy. Uh, I will will confirm nor deny the talent that was in the stands watching (laughs) us play when it comes to our basketball team back at Mansfield University in Pennsylvania. By the way, class of 1987, MU in my heart. Each and every night we make sure that if you missed out on anything in the world of sports, uh, outside of the world of sports, you get caught up like this. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. So according to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, the National Football League has sent a memo to each and every team in the league informing them that any college junior who declares for the NFL draft now will be eligible to play in the Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl, or HBCU Legacy Bowl. Last year, 69 juniors entered the draft but could not play in an all-star game. This year, they can. About damn time. I know. Welcome to the 21st century when it comes to stuff like this involving guys who don't want to wait another year but are draft eligible and have a chance to show their wares and not have to wait until the combine in February to be in the NFL. No, I really like this. And also for those seniors who want to play against elite talent that are juniors, you also get that opportunity, right? Especially yeah. if a team is valuing a junior player uh, higher than what they think you are, you get that opportunity to go against them one-on-one. Right. But also now I, I would say don't count on you know certain quarterbacks Guys yes. who are probably going to be top 10 picks playing in these games, that's no. probably not going to happen. Yeah. But I do like that juniors can't actually play in all of these um, post-season post all-star games. Posting, yeah, post-season all-star games. I played okay. in the Senior Bowl. Okay. Phenomenal experience. I was going to say, what was the best part about that? Uh, I would say learning the West Coast offense. Because I was in a pro-style traditional offense. It was Mike Martz. Okay. He was the play caller for the San Francisco 49ers. Also, learning how to catch punts. I did punt returns my rookie year. I didn't do punt returns at Louisville. I learned how to catch punts or whatnot 
why I was at the Senior Bowl. Oh, that's fantastic. And anytime you get a chance to show your wares and stretch your stuff in front of people who have that NFL say, only good's going to come out of that one way or the other. Well done by the NFL by sending that memo that Jaft eligible juniors will be eligible to play in the Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl, or HBCU Legacy Bowl. Raise your hand if you love just swimming in the water or being in the water or hanging out in the water. Well, other than sharks and jellyfish, there may be another reason to stay out of those things. An otter, a California man who shall remain nameless, Matt Leffers called the most terrifying experience of his life, and he's been swimming in these same waters for 30 years outside of San Francisco. He told USA Today that he was attacked by not one, but by a pair of aggressive otters while swimming at his family's cabin near Serene Lakes near Lake Tahoe. He said he'd almost made it back to shore when he was bitten multiple times. He said he tried to get away, but two otters kept popping up and cutting him off. He says trying to scare them off didn't work. Trying to float away was uninteresting to them. It just resulted in more bites. Screaming, however, brought help. My goodness. that That's a frightening experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he had it coming. He had it coming. Absolutely had it coming to him. <laughs> what are you talking about? You can't be out here disrespecting the otters on their home turf like that. What you doing? Hold on. You got to announce yourself, cuz. What you doing stepping up in here, folks? What you doing? Nah, he had it coming. Absolutely. He ain't paid a toll. We got to let somebody know. He said he went to scream. Lucky these aren't Detroit otters, man. He would have been out of here. <laughs> He said he on, he's, on, he's on their turf. <laughs> so apparently he should have gotten clear from Mr. and Mrs. Otter to swim in their waters. Oh, so he get, wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Totally disrespectful, <laughs> man. He said Detroit Otters. Detroit Otters. That's the one that got me. Because oh, your man. Otters go east of the West Coast. Help me. Help me, please. Oh, good Lord. Amber and Ayan comes your way next for Harry Dunks. I'm Freddie Coleman. And every Otter out there. This has been Freddie and Harry and the Mighty ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.